Welcome to this special GSX Plus Daily Edition of Security Management Highlights. Angela J. Osborne, PCI PSP, is the Security and Technology Regional Director for Guidepost Solutions in Washington, D.C. She is also a director on the ASIS Professional Standards Board and past co-chairman of the ASIS International Young Professionals Council. Angela is also the 2020 Karen Marquez Honors Recipient to the ASIS International Women in Security Group. Michael Brzezowski, PSP, CPP, and CISSP, is responsible for enterprise security risk management at Simcor, a subsidiary of the Royal Bank of Canada, TD Bank, and BMO. Michael is also a member of the ASIS Professional Certification Board and is an advisor to the ASIS Young Professionals community. Angela and Michael, welcome to this special edition of Security Management Highlights. Thanks for having me, Chuck. It's a pleasure to be talking with you today. Always a pleasure, Chuck. Now, Angela, you're doing a session at GSX about this topic. It's really, really fascinating because I've heard your lectures before. Tell us about that. Well, uh, thanks for bringing that up, Chuck. Um, my colleagues, uh, Dr. Hira Borsha and Michael Brzezowski, who was the co-chair with me on the um, ASIS Young Professionals uh, Council, now community, of course. Uh, we have been focusing a lot of attention on analyzing generations. Um, and uh, as of late, uh, we have focused on analyzing Generation Z. And our presentation is all about how to not only recruit members of the Generation Z uh, population, but also how to retain them for security organizations. So we've gone to great lengths to look at a lot of different research of how other organizations, other sectors are bringing in this generation and, and not just bringing them in, but really focusing on helping them to grow a meaningful career focused on security. Um, it's gonna be an exciting session. And once again, um, really honored again to be presenting with uh, Jairo and Michael. Um, and it is a sponsored session by the ASIS Young Professionals who are celebrating their 10 year anniversary actually. Well, that's fantastic. And I encourage everybody to attend. There's multi-generational workforces today. We have tra traditionalist baby boomers, Generation X, Millennials, Generation Z. And I'm gonna tell you a quick funny story. I have literally had millennials in Generation Z send me an invite to have a meeting about scheduling a meeting <laughs> instead of just calling me on the phone. <laughs> so there is a difference here. I'm a, I can I'm believe a, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a baby boomer, right? So we just say, hey, pick up the phone and call mm -hmm. me. Not so in the traditional workforces. So, you know, break this down first. Tell us what these differences are. It's really interesting. Uh, you're right, Chuck. Uh, we are seeing quite a lot of differences, uh, even comparing Generation Z with the millennial generation. Uh, we tend to find, obviously, these individuals were born between the mid-1990s and the mid-2000s. Um, so their worldview is actually quite different. Things that we might remember, uh, particularly as security um, practitioners, you know, things like 9-11, uh, for many of these members, it's really not something that was a seminal part of their of their lives at all. Um, they are the largest generation today. They have about 69 million members just in the U.S. And, and as you mentioned, um, you know, their connection to technology is very, very different uh, than many of the generations working today. I mean, even for me as a millennial, I remember the time of dial-up internet. I remember when we had to get out maps when we went on family vacations to figure out where we were, we were going. Um, you know, I remember, you know, not having the same ability to Google answers, you know, kind of as I needed them that members of Generation Z has have really grown up with. And so it's really um, had a strong impact on how they view technology, how they interact with people. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, the phone call um, anecdote there, um, that is something that I definitely find in talking with um, our Gen Z members. You know, sometimes it's faster for me to pick up the phone. 
Um, and it, I can tell it's a little bit different for them. Um, so often I try to tailor my communication style uh, based on the stakeholder, uh, you know, that I'm connecting to. So we tend to text more, we'll Slack or perhaps talk on Teams, things like that. Um, so it, it is different, but I think it brings a richness really to the security community that reflects the richness of many of the um, diverse organizations that we work in today. Michael, let's talk about integration of Generation Z into the, all, the, all the other multi-generational levels. This must be a challenge. Uh, when I left the security business in the Guard Force, I probably, you know, I probably supervised three or four levels, didn't get down to Z. But, you know, it was a challenge. I had to change my language for each generation I was speaking to to be effective. And it was very challenging. Tell us about this. Yeah, and I think uh, you're absolutely right, Chuck. And, and I think that's going to continue. I think as generations evolve and, uh, you know, new generations come on board and, and enter the workforce, I think that's going to continue to be a challenge for managers and, and leaders and organizations. Uh, but I think the the trick is that integrating these generations into departments or organizations holistically is to really recognize their strengths and weaknesses. And uh, I think that puts everyone in a position to really leverage those strengths and play off of those to, to the success of a department or an organization. Now, here's one of the challenges I had. I clearly recognized that the education levels below me were far superior to mine. But on their side, what they didn't recognize is I, I had time and grade. I had a lot of experience to match against my education. Are the younger generations understanding that part of it? Because certainly you can have a book smart knowledge. And if you lack the ability to apply it using experience, it might not be as effective. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I have a personal saying that I saw in, a, in an ad years ago for Pirelli Tires where it said power is nothing without control. Um, so, you know, that's something that stuck by me. So I, I think, you know, especially with the Generation Z, I think the 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 best way to, to really harness that energy is to really turn into a true mentor. And I, Angela spoke to this before about personal connections. Uh, so I think, you know, if, if managers and leaders really harness that energy by becoming mentors to uh, to the younger generations, that's where you really see the brightness of the talent and the uh, intellect of, of these young folks and, and how they can really change departments and organizations. Now, one thing I think is effective that I always used is I, for lack of a better term, mentored down. In other words, I took their knowledge and I learned from them. They were my mentors in the fields of technology, let's say, or the latest developments in applications of strategy and things like that. How much of that uh, exchange goes on? Oh, I think that that's going to continue to evolve. And, and I think, you know, a, a true, truly beneficial mentor-mentee relationship is a two-way street where, you know, somebody like yourself learns from your mentees and, and the mentees learn from you, the mentor. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier how you have, you know, institutional knowledge about the industry and about, uh, you know, the uh, the security world and, and you can certainly pass that down to them those life lessons and those career lessons that you've learned sometimes the hard way to make their lives easier but at the same time while you're that exchange of information is happening you know uh you know they can certainly uh you know mentor up allowing you to really not just understand them and where they're going you know like the entrepreneurial spirit um, and, and really harness that, but really teach you about technology, the capabilities of technology, and, and really get a different uh, and a unique purview into how they're thinking. Is legacy 
as important to Generation Z as it was to me as a baby boomer. Because I could, mm. the thing I loved the most was speaking to my grandparents, my great grandparents, about all this tradition and history. And I, I moved forward with that in my career using that history as a guide. Generation Z might be restarting, uh, which is good. It could be very good, by the yeah. way. Uh, is legacy important to them? You know, people often reference Generation Z as being um, incurious about other generations, or they might not be so interested in how you've done things in a security department for years and years. Um, often they'll come in with new ideas, new ways to do things. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, we'd like to see them slow down a little bit, look and examine, you know, why we've done things the way that we have, understand the rationale behind uh, the choices that were made. Uh, but we are finding kind of a less... Um, less acceptance and basically having that waiting period for them. They want to come in with new ideas. I think, you know, legacy is important for them looking back um, to understand kind of how do we get to where we are. But for them, I think one thing to keep in mind is, well, of course, uh, you know, salary is very important to everyone. For Generation Z, we find that they're very um, focused on truth, you know, kind of identifying what is truth. Um, addressing very large global problems. I think that they see a lot of societal challenges today around the globe. And for them, the legacy that they're focused on is the future. What is the legacy that they will leave behind? How will they make the world a better place? How will their jobs on a day-to-day -day basis help them to pursue those very high lofty goals? Um, so I think for them, when, they, when I think about legacy, they're thinking about the legacy that they will leave behind, not the legacy that they have encountered. Can you split the nickel for us here and differentiate a millennial from a Generation Z? Because there is an actual difference. That's right. Um, it, it is actually a quite a striking difference. While, um, you know, on a variety of social issues, um, you know, work interactions, expectations, there are a lot of similarities between millennials and Gen, Gen Z. Uh, but I think one of the core elements that really impacts Gen Z's worldview is uh, actually seeing the Great Recession that we encountered. They tend to be uh, more, just more frugal. Um, the gen the um, millennial generation um, kind of knew the path to get into their career. You know, you go to college, you finish your four years, you go, you network, you you know, find a job that you're interested in. Whereas for a Generation Z, they are looking at more non-traditional paths into careers, might not be looking at the traditional four-year educational plan, especially today when we look at the COVID environment. Obviously, a lot of schools are moving to online learning, and it's this generation is trying to evaluate whether the value of that four-year degree is really appropriate for the price that they're paying. Obviously, the very uh, high amounts people are paying for higher education degrees, uh, really important consideration. So I think for this group, they're exceedingly pragmatic. Um, they are, tend to be a rather fiscally uh, conservative in looking at what they want to invest, not only their time, uh, but also um, you know their money in. Uh, and I think it's something that is a little bit of a difference. Uh, millennials, they do tend to be... Um, Tend to share quite a lot, you know, on social media. We see with the Gen Z crowd, um, you know, that sharing is a little bit more limited. It's more nuanced. They are more uh, familiar with what it is like um, to kind of be under the lens of social media all the time. And as a consequence, they are much more adept, actually, I believe, at conveying who they are, cementing the brand, you know, communicating what their values are um, in a way that really fits across all different types of platforms. So I think that they have a much kind of broader perspective. Um, obviously, they're uh, they're very new, and some of them are starting their careers right now amid the COVID um, pandemic, uh, which is going to have a, 
I think quite a strong impact on whether they continue in the fields that they're in, whether they decide that they want to try something new. And I think too, going back to your point too, Chuck, about face-to-face -face communication, that lack of face-to-face -face communication that we have right now with COVID environment, I think will really have a pretty strong impact and make it very important to welcome these groups into security organizations and make sure that those teams are accurately conveying their expectations and sharing their lessons learned um, during this very challenging period. I think what millennials and what Generation Z are looking for are um, basically understanding, are they on the right path? You know, are, are they performing well? Um, it's very important, I think, to, as I mentioned before, explain what expectations are and also help them to understand, are they meeting those expectations? How do they exceed them? You know, we have some very ambitious members uh, of this, uh, of these two generations and highly educated uh, generations as, as well, who are looking to really make a difference. It's true. Maybe they're um, the pathway that they're looking for is more expedited than uh, perhaps baby boomers, perhaps generation um, uh, X as well. Um, they don't see the traditional paths that um, older generations might have experienced. And I think that there's a reason for that. You know, we think about the loyalty that companies have to individuals or organizations have to individuals. And, uh, you know, for, for members of my generation, for instance, we might have witnessed um, you know, relatives or parents uh, who after years of working for the same company, uh, perhaps were downsized uh, or perhaps laid off. Um, so I think for this group, there is a lack of trust uh, in those pathways that we used to have in the past. And so I think this group is really looking for, am I performing well? Can I compete competitively? You know, am I, uh, am I adding value to the team? Am I doing something worth my time? And I think that that is what they're asking for is communication. They're asking, you know, am I performing to the expectation you're setting for me? How do I get to the next level? Um, and really their path for that might take them outside the organization. They might take them into professional groups like ASIS, might take them into uh, doing research online or talking to friends about how do you get to the next step? So I think for them, it's really a matter of communicating, making sure we're communicating across these generations about what we expect, how people are performing, and helping and mentoring people to get to that next level. So I was raised by parents and grandparents that went through the Great Depression. My generation, you know, I think we were a little hungry, right? In other words, we wanted to get ahead in case something bad happened, like the Great Depression. And I think we learned those lessons. What lessons have uh, Generation Z learned from previous generations that, that they guard against or maybe try to plan for? I, I don't, do, do I see the same ambition level in Generation Z as I do in others? I, I, I think there's actually more. Um, you know, I, I think that the Great Recession that Angela spoke of that, that really taught uh, Generation Z a, a lesson about you know how quickly the world can almost turn on them, and and you know the availability of, of of jobs and and the ability to earn a living. And I think that's a lot of that is rooted in in their uh, entrepreneurial spirit, as I mentioned before. Uh, you know, the, there's a lot of studies coming out now that you know uh, more and more teens are going to go straight into the workforce and and bypass a higher education or pursue their education through these non-traditional routes like Coursera, Udemy, edX. So they're really taking their own path and. Um, you know, they're really putting their future in their own hands. And, and I think those are the lessons that really propel them into this entrepreneurial, I'm going to make it my own way. I'm going to make this work spirit. And, and a lot of that is being shown right now with, with the, the COVID situation where, uh, you know, there's influencers, you know, we, we can laugh or, or cry about those, but but really they're, they're, they're earning money. They're, they are a force to be reckoned with in the social media 
route. Uh, and there's plenty of others, e-commerce opportunities that that these Generation Zs are uh, really taken advantage of. So I, I think we look at that as uh, being rooted in that, you know, that, that great recession uh, in, in the late 2000s uh, that allowed them to to really harness that that mindset to, to go o- along their own way. They're not going to believe in that a company like Angela mentioned where you're going to have a lifetime career with an organization. And, and I think that goes back to, you know, you asked a question about awards. A lot of that is about validation. I don't think they're looking for you know, I want an award because I, I showed up to work today. I think a lot of that is about validation that they are doing a good job and that they, they continue pressing on. So I think it's less about the actual award and more about them getting a, you know, you've done a good job. And, and I think, again, if you put the social media lens on it and how much attention there is on, you know, instant gratification, that's just a subset of that. Fair enough. Now, whose responsibility is it to achieve this integration? It would look on the surface that it's the guy at top, the woman at top, maybe the C-level person. I'm not sure the C-level people, which are my generation, have that skill set completely, right? Because that's Generation Z is far removed from our generation. Do we find that this is a, a team effort to, 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 to integrate these different generations together? Well, it absolutely has to be. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I think everybody has to meet halfway, but, but I think the... The challenge there is for for the for the younger generations to recognize where the chucks of the world are coming from from a mindset perspective, but that has to go both ways. And you chuck have to understand where they're coming from and understand that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit, multitasking, um, you know, a global footprint, and and personal attention. So I think those things all have to factor in. You know, as you as a C level uh, are are mentoring these these generation uh, Zs into those leadership positions of the future to allow them to grow, but, you know, control it almost in a way. Uh, and and the Generation Zs also have to recognize to a certain degree that, you know, you are their mentor and uh, you they have to learn from you equally as you learn from them. So because of advances in medical technology, my generation is going to live longer than the previous generation. Are we in a unique situation where we have these five different levels in the same workspace? It seems to me that this is a, a unique situation. Yeah, it is, and and I think it'll just be uh, you know further exacerbated by by the COVID situation. Because I think you know any uh, financial crises that happen in the world generally delay retirement. So I, I think it's going to get a little bit more jumbled up. But again, I I think looking back, the leadership of of organizations and departments really need to embrace that and and understand that if they harness particular strengths of the different generations, you can have a really cohesive team and, and really take advantage of the diversity of thought. Uh, so I think that's, uh, that's an opportunity for, for departments and organizations holistically. What is a Generation Z, C-level person going to look like that's going to be different mm. from the traditionalists and baby boomers? I think it's going to be a whole different sort of leadership, isn't it? You know, um, I think that type of leadership you would see for um, Generation Z, C-level um, individual uh, would be a strong focus on diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, in addition to being the largest population we see today, largest demographic population in the U.S., um, the most highly educated as well, they are also the most diverse. And so for them, I think diversity is important. So creating diverse teams talking about diversity of opinions, I think is very important for this group. 
I think also with this group, you'll find less focus on kind of the traditional nine to five type situation. Of course, I think we're seeing that already with, with COVID itself. Um, you know, I think for this group, they will want to put together a leadership plan that focuses again on addressing those large societal issues that we see. It's not just, you know, you're not just working for a company, for instance, um, a security consulting company like Guidepost. You're working for a company that's trying to make a difference in the world, trying to keep people safer. Uh, and I think for them, connecting people to that mission, to that sense of adding value, to the sense of going beyond just working for an organization, but working for a global goal. I think that that's the type of leadership you'll see. Again, focusing on inclusion and focusing on diversity of opinion, people of different backgrounds. Um, I think that that's the type of leadership you would see from this this group moving forward. Michael Brzezowski, Angela Osborne, speaking about Generation Z at GSX Plus. Thanks so much for coming on Security Management Highlights. All right, thanks, thanks, Chuck. Okay, bye. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Angela. Thanks.